From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Now he's actually giving you a warning. <laughs> uh, legally, Shriner, let me ask you something. It's probably not the right way to start a sentence with me, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> As a man who, uh, you know, has to uh, lord over and see uh, how the workings of the inner machine of the radio station work. Legality-wise, when it comes to, I know we're blanketing under an FCC license and all that kind of stuff, but... When you have the off mic section uh, that you could do if it was just literally, as long as it's not going through the transmitter, is that legal? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, if it was as, like as a long Facebook, as it's not on air. You could do it. You can do it on social media. You can do. I mean, they'll they'll have their own rules. Right. The internet's the wild west. You sure. can Pretty much do what you want. Okay, just asking for a friend. I was just thinking because the conversations that go on in these two rooms during the break. We've all, but that's been my entire career. There are two shows going on. There's the one that happened when the mics are on and the one that happens when the mics are off. It is so amazing. And then we have to jump right back. Okay, we'll talk about that later. And for me, I step out of the room a lot. He does. Just to try to make sure that that stuff that we want to talk about doesn't get all used up in the 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 commercial breaks it yeah still comes back especially when he brings up swift mud yeah because well, <laughs> usually it's like oh no an hour no no that. no you're not yeah you're not leaving hang on a second well, uh, I, I sent you a text this week did you did you look into what I told you the, the text I don't see a text what is it about the which one uh, oh boy, Mr. Ted Nugent. You didn't see him? He's involved. In oh our- yeah, he put up five grand for the uh, for the reward. Yes, for the uh, I don't know if it's for the arrest of or whatever it is for information. Just for the info. Yeah, that leads to the arrest of the deer shooter in Pinellas County. Yeah, uh, and and this is not. And I agree with him. This is not a hunter. I don't know no, if they have not. an issue with it being overrun by deer. I don't know if they have some kid who's just. Well, and you know what's sad, and we've had this happen. Uh, Sean had a guy the other day. He was We were talking about it. It came in there, and it's just like you said, people that, and how do I say this nicely, people that move down here and don't know how to deal with things getting into their shrubs or their garbage or their they they always that's look all over the united yeah, states i that love the com- well but i'm you. just saying i love the conversations the people like we were joke about before that move from the city to the country let me say it like that okay that you know they they always come in there and it's just like kind of like Braden's hawk talk i guess you could say what <laughs> i got this turn you know uh gonna kill my chicken I need the, uh, sir, um, I didn't hear that. I don't know well, what I, you're... Oh, I, you mean the uh, individuals who come in and ask how to kill a, a red-tailed hawk or things like that? I'm I, like, I don't, I don't know nothing about nothing. Yeah, I oh. guess I guess they're up to four four different deer now that have been identified that have been shot. Wait, what? They're yeah, four. Four deer. Somebody shot a little fawn now. 
Wasn't there, uh, there was the one that had the bolt through the neck, and then there was, I don't know. The I leg and the fawn. I saw the leg, but I didn't see any pictures of the other the two. The little fawn had was shot in the gut, and it, I guess, had an arrow sticking in the gut for a couple of days and then died. I mean, that, that's just dang. That's disgusting. Now, that's disgusting. You, now yeah. what I don't know, because I, I did see the, the Uncle Ted story uh, where he was offering five grand for it, but uh, they didn't go into detail, so I don't know if it's the same uh, bolt if it, if it's the same thing it looks like it's a crossbow bolt or if it's different arrows for different deer so Listen. no one no one specified that uh, the same might be the same person shooting all the other deer it, so. if you're if you're a parent and the little one says hey mom or dad I keep running out of arrows I'm losing them <laughs> ask a few more questions as a parent. <laughs> Especially you if you know? live up in the Newport Ritchie uh, area or somewhere around yes. there. <laughs> yeah, if your kid keeps losing Somebody all needs that. that uh, so, and, and and for all those arrows to be to not have had a pass-through, complete pass-through, it cannot be a high-end bow. It can't, you know, it's just. Well, you can, the one picture that I did see where it was through and through, you could see it, it was a target. I mean, it had a round target. It wasn't even a. Uh, a field point kind of thing. It was literally a, just a round nose, you know, target shooter. That's basically what it was. So I'm putting my money on teenagers, uh, you know, in my book, or some angry old guy or somewhere who's like sick and tired of these things being in an area. That's and that's eating what I'm his, saying. Eating is mama's it's... roses, you know, prize winning yeah. roses or something, and you know, doesn't care or doesn't know. You know, they just thinks that you can just whack one and let it go off somewhere and die. So five grand seems like a pretty good price. What is the FWC putting up for it? Aren't they twenty five hundred? Dang think. man, that's a pretty good little elk trip right there. Seventy five hundred dollars. Hey, have to go do some investigative there, work there, out there. Right there's Hudson. a few things I would not feel sorry at all about saying. Hey. Hey, lawman, here here you go, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that right there is not something that we any of us want. I oh, mean, as a I hunter, didn't. you don't want it out there. As a guy who uh, is compassionate about animals, doesn't want that out there. And uh, it's, it goes, it crosses both sides of the fence, which seems almost impossible because apparently that side thinks that we're all heartless guys who would not well, give two craps about it. it it's like just that. like the people I had an argument with a person a while back about the helicopter hunting for hogs, you know, and they were telling me, well, that's just senseless killing. And I'm like, um, yes, it's eradication. I said, but do you also realize they go out there and pick up every one of those pigs? And I said, every one of those no, pigs is they like, pick up a majority of them. <laughs> they get the one, they get to everyone that they can get, they take out and, I what I told him. I said every one of them animals is utilized in a certain either giving it to a homeless shelter, people take them themselves and eat them. I said it's not you know they're they're not just. It depends on where they shoot them if they pick them up or yeah, not. Yeah, and I mean that's it's like I told them. You get in a situation like this, it drives me nuts. First off, because owning an archery shop and of course it's using a crossbow, and it's like. It You're anger, the bad guy. You're it anger, the bad guy. It angers me because it's you. You you just ugh, I I don't know what what bothers you. It bothers me because it's a bad light on something that I love to do. And You're talking about the deer, the deer being shot. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I mean I've I've got two kids 
that one has taken her first deer with a crossbow and the other one's practicing so she can shoot one with a crossbow, you know, and it drives me nuts that they're 13 and nine and no better <laughs> than well, not to do this. The and, person who's, who's shooting those bolts at those arrows, at those uh, deer, they know better, but they just uh, don't care. They don't, they don't, they know that that's not a good thing. It's, it's not a thing that you want to do. When it comes to the eradication and helicopter hunting, there are two separate ones. There are ones, if it's, I've noticed this, because I asked Brian Quaka one time when I talked to him, I said, what do you guys do with all them pigs you're shooting out of them helicopters? Mm-hmm. And that's who? He says, if it's in a farmer's field, we go down there and we pick up every dang one of them. Yeah. Yep. Because if we don't, then it destroys equipment and everything else, and that's what we're trying to prevent in the first place. That's why we're out there doing it. Well, they do it on ranches and stuff, too, because they're hurting the cattle and everything else. If it's out in, in a Sendero out in East or out in West Texas somewhere and they don't want you to keep them, then the coyotes got to eat, too. And it, it is strictly population control and mm-hmm. eradication in certain areas. <clears throat> he said, but if it's open farmland, we pick up every single one of them. I don't care if they hit 50 or 100 or 150. They go, they got a truck on the ground. It's not there they slinging the, them like, in the back. Like they said, they got the Polaris Rangers out there with the trailers and everything else. And they do. Up. They donate uh, 99% of it because, you know, they got to cook some back straps and stuff when you get back to camp. Come on, man. You don't want to let that stuff all go to waste. Get them poison glands out of there, Steve says. Put them on the grill. Shriner but. doesn't know that story. Shriner knows what the poison glands are in deer. Do you know don't what you? the poison glands are? Say it again. The poison glands inside of a inside of a deer. Oh, right? the the yeah, the best yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. The poison glands. Steve Austin said I didn't know that till I was in my twenties. Man, his uh, uncle and everybody could be like, "Hey man, I gotta pull these poison glands out of this deer," and he's like, "Oh okay." <laughs> Taking those tenderloins from inside the rib cage. Yeah, hell yeah, these will kill you. Look, two hunks of meat. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, those are poison glands, man. You don't get rid of the, like them tarsal glands. You don't chew on those things, man. You wrap them in bacon, <clears throat> all of a sudden it nullifies the poison. Oh, well, now, for more information, I guess, how do you get a hold of Uncle Ted, or he just waits until the FWC well, no, calls you, and you, says you we call the, the FWC guy. hotline. They're, they're yeah. the ones running point on that. I'm, I'm sure whatever local law Good enforcement agency... You you get with them too, but it's amazing be- how <clears throat> in tune he is to things going on in the world. Uh, I remember one day sitting right here in this studio with Steve, and the phone rings, and a guy answered. And we're like, "Hi, you know, hi, welcome to the show." And he's like, "Hey, boys, what's going on?" We're like, "Hey, who's this? This is Ted. Ted, hey, how's it going, man?" Never even mentioned that he was Ted Nudes until about uh, five minutes into the conversation when he was talking about the. Uh, the dog, the hog cages. Oh. Remember when we were putting it on the Constitution the about the yeah. Constitution? He One was of down. Few states that have pregnant pigs <laughs> in our Constitution. He was down south shooting uh, some hogs or something down in Sarasota. Was picking up the show and said, "What is this I hear about you crazy people wanting to get rid of nursing well, cages?" Yeah. We're like, "Holy crap! It's Ted Nugent." Fahrenheit. I, I turned around. I I just quickly looked up the FWC tip line. It starts out just like the radio station, 888-404-3922. Can't you just do the star, star 392? Is that still a thing? I don't know. That's, that's the FWC tip line. for the Anybody with the information on the deer, they, they are asking you to call the FWC 
tip line. And you deserve, and I'll say this live on the radio, you deserve a butt whipping, whoever you are. Yeah. It's a rare opportunity to hunt a man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always kept uh, the number, I think it's uh, 392, uh, which is FWC, but um, the star or pound, because I think either one of them works, because at first it was confusing. But I always keep it in my phone. Because I call them when I'm down there fishing out at Fort DeSoto and going, you ought to see how many undersized groups are getting in, in these uh, coolers down here. Uh, we don't have an officer in the area right now, uh, sir, so, uh, yeah, it's not helping. Yeah. It's not helping at all. Uh, is he supposed to be putting this, those baby this, sand sharks in there? I don't know. I, I just um, Okay. You going to eat those ladyfish, bro? We're going to take a break. It is a Big and Wild Outdoors. Brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Now, oh boy. Now I, I turn around. I, I had a welcome back. In the break I was talking to Braden about. Just trying to make would, me mad. Would that be considered baiting? That would be baiting, <clears throat> or if, if you were on the internet, they would call it click baiting. But he brought up a good interesting point. Good things come to those who bait. He uh, he said, um, "What did you just say?" I said, "Good things come to those who bait." <laughs> Shriner, you didn't catch that. He's not paying attention. Why would I need to catch that? There's nothing wrong with that. Say it again. Good things come to those who bait. Yeah, if this was a rock station, you know we'd be all over that. Come on, man. How many things have bait in it that you could just make jokes out of for about 35 minutes? Right, but we're this is a different kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> but the mentality doesn't change, man. So anyway. It's a softball. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> home run. It ain't, it ain't worth the effort. It's there's, too easy. There's I, 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 was just gonna, I was just going to let it hang out there. 15 minutes of content right well, there. It's, it's illegal, isn't it, in a lot of places? I don't know. Depends if you're in public or not. So speaking of public, Bill George was mentioning that uh, – um, taking a picture now, of a snook that he had caught somewhere up in uh, the Panhandle. Where he can keep not, it. not the Panhandle. I'd go up just well, a little just, further north. I was trying to protect your uh, your anonymity uh, there of being in where it was going to be, and then going down to Maximo and taking a picture in front of it. Now, and keep then, in mind, right now at the end of the month, snook should be coming open, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be because the executive director of FWC, not the governor has signed an executive order keeping it closed, even though we're way above management goals, way above sustainability, we can't keep them. So if you go and you go take a picture and you go down to Maximo, I said what you ought to do is get a picture of it, and then the next picture should be uh, do it live where you start cleaning it, and then you immediately season it and then throw it on the grill. Let's see how long it takes for the FWC or, you know, Sheriff's Department or whoever descends upon your location, um, you know, descends upon you to throw you on the ground and what's put you, handcuffs. Well, or what's he doing, or, sir? Hey, and, you want a piece um, of fish? And then uh, then show him the proof pictures of where you took it up there around no, where it is. It's not my, I don't have to prove anything. He has to prove something. You know, it's amazing to me is how quickly, especially on social media, you see a guy who uh, – 
had a great day on the water today. Snook sticks on the grill, and then he, they just beat the crud out of this guy. It's like you know that's illegal. You can't keep those right now. Dude. It's like, dude. And then somebody I'm smart, on the Atlantic coast. Yeah, some smartly somebody eventually goes. I mean, not looked at his profile. The dude lives over on the East Coast, bro. Oh, well, I, you should put that in the post. Well, I'm, I'm no. eating snook where you can legally catch it. I mean, that's not something that most people add to yeah, their I'm post. Doing, uh, here, I'm doing a Facebook Live of me snorting crack. So there you go. I mean. <sighs> yeah, Hunter. Well, yeah. I would suggest deleting that post. I would, Jonathan. too. <laughs> but I'm just saying. You, <laughs> you just, you just got to know ahead of time if you do something like that, that the ramifications that you're going to have uh, a thousand people assuming that you're breaking the law. Until somebody goes, dude, this guy, did you not see the first pictures he put up? He caught it up there in, uh, you know, Pasco County or something where it's legal to keep it. Let let the haters hate. That's it? That's all you got? So you're going to go through all this to create all this chaos, and that's your end game? Let the haters hate. Just that's all I wanted to happen. Hey, have you not figured out that he's that part in the middle of a washing machine Listen, that turns the clothes? I am the grain, the, agitator? the agitator. I am the agitator. But keep in mind, every pearl started with a little bit of grit. There you go. I don't see any of y'all becoming a pearl. <laughs> no, I'm the grit. The, yeah. pearl, the pearl comes from. It made me think of the other one where it says you can polish a blank, but it's still blank. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Did you guys see the story this week about the, the guy in Hialeah who got busted with 39 spiny lobster? Oh, that yeah. one was a good one. Now, that one there is another one where the FWC does a good job. And yeah. uh, and the guy had, like, no license, no nothing. Yeah, no, so no, yeah, gonna... Not even was he supposed to be out there getting the lobster. Yeah. He didn't have a driver's license either. Nothing. There was, he had an arrest warrant out for him. <laughs> He didn't have the right lights, which is what got the FWC's attention at 2 uh, o'clock in the morning at a boat ramp. Sure. Yeah. And I'm just going to go it's out it's always, the, what kills me, though, in 99% of those cases, it's that exactly what like Schreiner just said. It's something goofy. The yeah. lights are wrong. The This is something. Just one little small detail that I, draws attention to you. Yeah, I know somebody who had a one of their kids got arrested, had all kinds of drugs in the trunk of a car, no taillights. And so you got to do crazy stuff. The drug part usually is at the bottom of the, the lobster story somewhere like that. Yeah. Where they go, 36 lobster, no license, also have a case of beer, two empty bottles of scotch, and you know a couple of ounces of marijuana as well so it's if, like if you read the law enforcement weekly reports oh those are FWC. a hoot man do you ever read those Shriner at all do you ever Rarely, get those I'm, I'm familiar with them oh my gosh you've got to read I, those because I, I, I would say probably at least a third of their interactions that they they put up there have some form of illegal drug mm-hmm. involved yeah either hunting, at the moment or after hunting in a closed area you know, out of season, no permit, and got drugs and everything else. Yeah. Well, we used to, I used to do this Please Don't Be Florida story of the day, and I said if it ever had drugs in it, sword play or nudity, just guess. Just go with Florida. Florida. Go with Florida. <laughs> South, probably. South sword Florida, play. By the way, before you move on, that lobster story is relieving people hanging a little bit on that one. They right. did arrest the guy. They had yeah. 39 lobster. They took photos of them, and then they were able to release them. They were still alive. That's that's one of the good things about those crustaceans. They're pretty hardy, and they usually they will be released. 
Yeah, well, uh, unless in a case uh, a couple of years ago, somebody had like 130 of them, and they'd already rung the necks off. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Uh, oh, they got... Oh, five, they lost their boat, <laughs> among other things. <laughs> oh, that one there. I mean, yeah. uh, if the FWC, if it's something... You know, that used to be the thing that used to put the fear into all of us, is when we were young and you're out in the woods and you're messing around, you know, the... The thing that you didn't want to happen was, they you take know, if your you truck, get, they, they take your they gun. take everything. Not only they take your gun, they take your cooler. They take you got you got to call your parents to come and pick you up outside a green swamp or a tide swamp or wherever it is you're standing. Uh, they may give you a ride to That's whatever convenience store is close by, but that was the incentive to keep you from doing things like that. And then they got away from it for the longest time, but I think it's starting to come well, back. I, I, I'd like to propose a new rule to FWC that any officer that stops somebody like that with all those lobsters, as long as it's within season, that that officer should be able to keep what is within their bag limit. So if there's two officers, <laughs> they should be able to keep each a bag limit and return Why? the other part of the 39 back to the resource. As an go, incentive? Going through there going, wow, these, uh, these, these, here's a couple of nice ones. Yeah. 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 That way that officer can have dinner in the neighborhood and said, hey, guess what I did? Uh, you know. It used to be that way with firearms in Mississippi and Louisiana. If you got caught with a gun in your car or whatever, they would confiscate the car, the the firearm, and the thing was, is you were not going to win because you were caught with the gun in the car. But guess who had first dibs on uh, purchasing the firearm? From the officer. The, that's right. Yep. So well, the incentive kind of went away because all of a sudden people were getting pulled over and guns were being found. And if it was nice enough, you know, like say maybe a brand new Ruger forty four mag, uh, you know, cop goes. Yeah, I'd really like to have this. I could probably get this out of the evidence room for 50 bucks. That's it, sir. I'm going to have to confiscate this shit gun and uh, take you to jail and put you in there for the night, and then uh, we'll worry about it later well, on. Well, I know our FWC officers, you know, I give FWC as a whole a little bit of grief from time to time, but those officers are just, they are the voice of the commission, and they're there to uphold the laws that the commission does, even if they don't agree with them all the time. And... Uh, they surely do not get paid enough. No. So, so you're going to pay them in so lobster? I, I would. I would <laughs> no, I, and I think it's a great idea. I would propose, whether it be lobster or snook or whatever else, if it's Poached in deer season or anything. and it's legal for them to have it, they should be able to keep it. Yeah. If they choose to. You're, yeah. o- you're opening, but we know human nature. You're opening the door to some problems. That's what I'm oh, saying. That's come the, on, uh, an officer know, they were that's doing, not on the up and up. They were doing their jobs, and then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> they weren't uh, doing their jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A little incentive. That's a, hey, that's a brand hey, new. Hey, I'm Super putting my Red net Hawk. in the water, and I'm throwing them back in the resource. Oh, look! I pulled my net out. Look what's in there. <laughs> Can you imagine those California officers doing something like that? You ever watch that show, no. California oh Wildlife I, or whatever it is? I get very little free time right now. Because those guys would literally eat for free for the rest of their lives with the amount salmon. of stuff. Oh, salmon. just the salmon, ones that, abalone, I mean I deer, was about to say, just salmon. the ones I saw that go to the Chinese markets and all the stuff like that. That's, with, it's incredible, yeah. But, I love it when they go to San Francisco and they actually go downtown and they go to Chinatown, and they go. What do you to, mean this is illegal? Then they go in there. And there's like just tons of abalone and lobster and all these other things. 
Some of them, as you pointed out, can be released and, and possibly still alive, but the vast majority of them, it doesn't happen that way. Well, a lot of stuff like that ends up in an evidence room. They, I, I don't know where this freezer is or cooler that all this evidence sits in, you know? It's got to be huge. <laughs> so wait a minute. What do they do with that after the trial is over and know. stuff? What are they? I don't know. Is it still good? I I've wonder? never heard of a trial happening and the evidence showing up at the trial. But they I've, have to keep it. They have to keep it. Try but I've never heard of it. I know that with drugs, they eventually burn it. And I remember in one county up in North Florida, they dug a big pit, and then they had a bunch of commissioners come out, and they were showing, they were making a big media event of it. I remember that. Remember that? They started burning it, and they're all leaning over the pit, looking down into it, inhaling <laughs> smoke from yeah. everything yes. they were burning. I think they all could have got they a DUI. All, right. They oh, all no, walked yeah. away high. Exactly. After that, they're like, okay, we need a tower, yeah. and we need to get the smoke up higher. This incinerator with a stack, please. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think it should stay here until the pizza comes. Hey, at least we knew that most of them were probably too stupid to do drugs because they didn't know yeah. that was going to happen. They never thought about it. You need to look into that because, dude, we could have one heck of a barbecue. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. I got wheels turning now. We'll be back. Welcome in, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Gunn, John Swindle, Bill George, and uh, and uh, Shriner hanging out this morning. Uh, this has been going around on the internet for a while. I don't know if you remember a few years back, uh, a buddy of mine, David, uh, with his big offshore rig. He was an offshore outfitter, and uh, he got uh, went up on that giant metal piece of piling back in the day in that $300,000 boat and had to... Uh, Remember made on the news, all oh, that yes. kind of stuff, oh, and it was that, not good? Yes. Well, uh, there's an advisory going around out there that you may not have seen, and uh, Vince, believe it or not, Big Shug himself, uh, said if you're going to be planning going out this weekend, uh, U.S. Coast Guard put out a little uh, report saying, don't forget at the entrance marker to the Passa Grill, to Passa Grill right there, uh, there's a massive steel structure Two to five feet below the surface, that is a hazard to navigation. It's a multi-pile structure that was destroyed at the end of July and has been uh, since marked with a temporary replacement lighted buoy until repairs can be completed. It's a stand-up buoy, cylinder buoy that's there. So just be aware of it if you're going to be out running around, all that kind of thing. you know, boat club people, all those people who don't run that pass every single day. Sometimes it's one of those things where you, you don't pay attention and uh, bad, bad days can, can happen. Yeah. A big giant piece of steel. And don't be that guy that goes out there and decides <clears throat> you want to fish around it either. I, I yeah. had to go help G2 one time. He ended up sinking an airboat on a water intake structure for one of the things on Lake Okeechobee. He ended up, and his out there in the bulrushes, surrounded on three sides by chain-link fence, was a water intake, and he managed to come into the open end of that and had no place to go with the boat. <laughs> and sank it right there? <laughs> and sank it right on top of the intake. Oh, gosh. Unmarked. Not a marker on it. Airboats don't float very good once that water gets past the edges. You know nope. what I'm saying? Nope. 
Uh, going to the phones this morning, Big Hands John. What are you doing this morning, my friend? Mr. John. Hey, you guys. Hey, everyone. I'm doing great. Are you sure? Part. Are you doing really good? Well, i got to have back surgery, so I'm not 100%. But ah, you'll be fine. I've had it twice. You'll be oh, good. Yeah. yeah, you're all. It's old yeah, they told me two weeks. I'm thinking a couple of days, but. <laughs> are you get are now are, are are you doing? Let me go through the whole thing. Are you doing uh, less invasive? Are you doing neuro? Or are you doing no, a? Uh, op- no, they they actually have to do a laminectomy on me. I got rear-ended in an automobile accident that really did a job on my lower back. So I'm going to have to have it operated on. Unfortunately, you know what yeah. you need to do Man. when you talk to the doctor. Let's work on what that thing's called because that just doesn't sound. It sounds so dirty. A laminectomy. Oh, yeah. You know, this doesn't sound uh, very good. You know, just say, yeah, it's hey, look. It's not a fun situation. I just need a, 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 a bone cracking or something. It sounds a little more manly, I think. Oh, it, it's it's brutal, man. I used to work in the OR. It's, it's They go in with a pair of rongers and just basically clip everything out of the way until they can get to what they have to get to to work on. So it, it's pretty I, painful for a little bit. You got to th- Facebook Live that. I want to see that. I know this is a little off topic, but. What does a man who goes by the name of Big Hands do in an OR? Well, actually, believe it or not. I He's not a, an obstetrician, I can tell you that. <laughs> no, no, no. I was a uh, orthopedic and vascular scrub tech for a while. Okay. Nice. You know, a lot of a lot of open heart surgery and hip and knee replacements, finger joint yeah. replacements laminectomies, you know, just pretty much sure. everything. Sure. A bit of neuro, so, yeah. And then I ran a sterile processing department for the VA for many years. So when are you going to go get retired. this When are you going to go get this backside shine? When are you going to get that done? Well, it's actually the 24th of September, 3 days after my birthday. So it's a hell of a birthday present to myself. But, oh, uh, man. And just it, before hunting it, season. What's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Yeah, That's a hey, worse man. I ain't got no choice, man. I hey, listen. Do it. The pain's too too bad. Yeah, I've it, been when, there. When when it's all said and done, if you can get the relief from that pain, just get that relief. Cause, yeah. You know, oh yeah, absolutely. You just can't absolutely. escape yeah. it. Yeah. No, I can't anymore, man. I tried putting it off, and it's just getting to be too much. It takes me five minutes to stand up straight in the morning. When I get up, it's ridiculous. Hey, Mr. So, John, Mr. John, from somebody who's been through it that had uh, issues right before hunting season before, they make electric golf carts, and they're really fun to hunt off of. That's all <laughs> oh, I'm going to yeah, say. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm not going to quit going. I'll be out there. It might be in a limited capacity, but I'll be out there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. What I like to hear. Yeah, your surgeons will yeah. not like to hear that. But, uh, yeah, that, well, that's okay. He knows I'm crazy anyway. So there you go. All right, yeah. it all works out. You know, you didn't get that's the don't, brain thing, man. You don't. You didn't get the don't lift five pounds for six months uh, speech. I guess you'll get that afterwards. But well, I'll probably get that. But yeah. that's why you have friends. There you go. Well, you what can know we know help you with today? I, I'm pretty good with well, a blade, but. It's been a while since I talked to everybody. I just wanted to say hello and remind everybody that, in fact, hunting season is coming up. You need to get into the specific shops like Arrowhead and G5 and get your stuff checked out and get out on the range and get ready. So when you do something, it's ethical. You know, you yes. don't uh, waste your time out there. That's true. Make your best shot. Yeah, Thank make, you, sir. Make your best shot and do all that stuff. Well, <clears throat> John, I hope you're feeling better. And, uh, uh, you know, this is one of those things where I know that oxycodone is always the bad guy in every uh, news story you see. But for anybody who's ever had to go through what John's going through or that I've been through anything else like that, when used properly, it's one of the greatest miracle drugs on the planet. 
Oh, absolutely. That's and, all yeah, I'm you saying. You got to do everything the right way. You know, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to take it for about 15 years straight, believe it or not. Holy four times moly. a day, and I just. Oh yeah, because I've I've had 14 knee operations. I've had hernia surgeries. My shoulders worked on. My neck's been operated on. I've been through the ringer, man. You were either the and best marine on the planet or the worst marine on the planet if you got that <laughs> much injury. It's, it's, uh, no, I'm just like every other Marine. We're just hard asses and don't know when to quit. Yeah, well, there that's you go. true. Yeah, just put some dirt on it. You'll be fine. You'll be good. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah, I, you ain't dead. It ain't falling off. You're yeah. all right. Keep going. The three things that you need to fix a Marine, ice, dirt, and heat. That's it. That's it. That's it. And sometimes some of those are negotiable. <laughs> John, be careful. I hope you feel better. Let us know before you go under the blade, and then, of course, immediately afterwards, because we want to make sure you're all oh, good. Oh, yeah. Make sure everything's yeah, working. Yeah, man. Yeah, and one more thing. You guys were talking about things that are submerged under the water. I don't know how long. Well, I know some of you have been around for a long time in this area, but. You'd be surprised off of Coquina Key and off of downtown St. Pete how many submerged cutoff pilings there are. Oh! You can get to an old chart, you'll see them. And sometimes, what they did back in the day at extremely low tide, they just went out there and cut that bugger off, man. Let me uh, let me explain so it, something to you. How I, I'm going to explain how I learned this. <laughs> I went out to Shark's Tower, which is basically a range marker in the middle of Tampa Bay. That's what was kids, yep. we called it Shark's Tower. It's got a yeah, big, giant rectangle point. on it that's orange with a white stripe in the middle. It's probably a good 120, 130 feet above the water. Is it right where the two channels <clears throat> split? It's a marker. It's a range marker. One goes towards Tampa, and the uh, other tankers used to go to uh, Gan- yeah. uh, to uh, Gandy right here off of... Uh, yeah, it's called, off it's of, called Gadsden's Point. Yeah, so as kids, we would climb up there, and and we would jump. We would go up there, and you'd go jump off Shark's Tower. And uh, one day, when we'd jump off Shark's Tower, my buddy Rich Evans went off first. <laughs> Takes about three seconds, it feels like, to hit the water. He moves. I'm like, move over. And he's like, just jump next. So I just jumped. <clears throat> you go down to where it's black. You know, the instantly the world goes black because you're so deep when you mm-hmm. hit the water. And as I started coming up, I always opened my eyes underwater. And as I came up, I see this thing in front of me. And I'm like, what in the world is that? And it's this thing looming up off the bottom. And I'm still good with the breath, so I kind of move over to it. And it's a piling. And those range markers, they just basically (laughs) dance around the same area. As long as it's within a certain parameter with the Coast Guard, they can move it four feet this way, then four feet that way, then four feet that way, then four feet, you know, in a little box step. And they just keep going mm-hmm. over the same area every time they put the tower in the same spot. So literally, you could have like <clears throat> 20 years of pilings sticking up from the bottom out of there. And, of course, as idiot children, we jumped off of there not ever thinking well, of that. It's funny because you talk about that being <clears throat> Shark Tower. That is, Shark's that, tower. that is the place we used to go to. And do a lot of our shark fishing. And if you go down oh, there, yeah. as he just said, at low tide, and you look, and the water's clear, especially in the wintertime, <clears throat> you can actually see those poles underwater. Of course, oh, yeah. in the summer when the water's murky and dirty and all that stuff, and kids are out in boats looking for things to jump off of, you don't see them so well. I, I tell you, <laughs> you I don't, don't know what we hooked one time yep. out there. It was like you hooked a submarine. It was Hitler. It, it, it was old Hitler, man. There was not a zzz, zzz, 
or anything. It was just a completely steady stream as though you had hooked yep. a submarine. It never jerked. It never, and it eventually went out there and popped the line. And it was like, oh, my God. You hooked Hitler, man. I, I hey. caught some massive bull sharks over there on that point, man. Yeah, there big are some big ones out there. <clears throat> and we used yeah. to swim amongst them every day. It was yeah. all fun, fun and games. Well, John, be careful. Yeah, well, you guys have a... You guys have a great one. Be safe. I don't want to take up all your time, but it's always good to listen to you and good to know that you're around. All righty, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys be safe. Stay See healthy. John. Do we have time to go to? Uh, yeah. We got time to go to Tommy Boy. Or uh, you can uh, get a couple of minutes. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thomas. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Ah, uh, you know, any better, and I wouldn't be able to complain. Oh my there God! It's go. Tom Free. What are you doing? What? <laughs> What, who did hey, you think Tom. it was? Well, I didn't know just if it wander, was. Just wandering aimlessly around the neighborhood today. That's what I'm doing. Now, Tommy, you grew up down around Shore Acres. Didn't you ever go jump off Shark's Tower? Didn't you go go out there and do that? No, because I, I, you know, I've never been accused of this uh, in a lot of situations, but I had more sense than to do that. <laughs> <laughs> now you sound like my dad. <laughs> that's uh, something my father would oh my say. Gosh. Number number one, I, I know I know what swims in the water around there because you know they, that's the reason they call it Shark Tower. Well, so that's that's, that's your first indication that's not a good swimming spot. Yeah. Well, you don't stay in the water for very long. You jump off. You you know you swim over. You get in the boat, and it's 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 a thirty second process. I mean, at the most. yeah, you know, I, I've I've had friends who 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 thought that same thing, and it worked, turned out very badly for. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you, I learned two lessons. One, when I jumped off Sharks Tower and I saw that piling, and the second one was going off the 83rd Avenue Bridge, which we used to do every chance we got, and then open my eyes when I hit the bottom with my eyes, and I look, and I'm looking at a St. Pete Times uh, paper machine literally about <laughs> a foot away from my face, and then as I looked around me, I literally landed between about eight of them that yeah. somebody had taken the Sunday edition Popped the locks off because it was 50 cents, you know, that was big money. And they popped the locks off of them, emptied the coins off, and then threw the paper machines off of the off of the bridge. Made their own uh, artificial reef. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I landed amongst them. And I was like, well, all my other friends were ready to, and they're like, move, move. And I'm like, dude, don't well, jump. Just a few weeks ago, uh, the South Water Management District down on Lake Okeechobee had two employees injected out of a center console when they hit a uh, a submerged fence post. Oh. Uh, both of them both of them went out of the boat. Luckily, uh, they were both going to be okay, but uh, that could have that could have ended uh, pretty nastily too. Yeah, that was uh, my greatest fear going out on a gator hunt with uh, doubled with G two Glenn Grzaffy, and he's going, "Hey, just keep your eyes out in front, man. If you see any fences or anything, let me know." I'm like, "We're going yeah. like 80 miles an hour, bro." Uh, by the uh, time the water, <laughs> I, I take the water level down in South Florida, they've got the uh, they've got the lake up, so it's uh, some of those some of those fence posts end up you know eighty ninety feet out into the lake. Ah, hey. I don't like it. Well, what are you gonna do? What are you are, what are y'all walking around? You getting well, exercise? You hey, doing crazy uh, things? Take, taking Bonnie and Clyde on their uh, their morning constitutional. Okay, nice. Hey, what when you get back? Have you looked at the Snook Symposium that the FWC did? I have not. I have. Uh, I haven't seen. Uh, you know, since I since I moved two and a half miles south away from uh, my uh, my mangroves, 
you know, I have not seen a snook behind my house in my lights well, at the new location. Well, let, I got tons of mangrove snapper, but I don't have any snook. Let me give you a, a key thing. 20% SPR is sustainable. 40% is our goal where we're trying to get the population to, you know, for high yield. Right now we're at 54% SPR. And you don't, way uh, over. And you don't have one of them behind your and dang you, house. And, and, and we can't <laughs> keep one. Well, I just finally, uh, this week I just finally saw the first school of bait uh, back there in, in uh, Snell Island Harbor uh, since oh. the red tide. Oh, so bait, that, that's a positive bait sign. That is a, good. Bait took a killing on the red tide in certain areas. You know, on, on with your new location, I know in the old days being around the mangroves and the shells and the sand, Maybe on yours, you're going to have to put a little aerator out there, you know, a little oxygen level bringer up or uh, You know, thing. it's just, uh, I got uh, this, t- this time of year, you know, I'm getting, re- getting ready for deer season, so fishing starts uh, yeah. taking a little bit of a back seat. Well, well that's true. Yeah. Keep, keep an eye on the dogs. I heard people talking about gators in the bay. <laughs> not, where he, not where he is. My do- my, 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 uh, I. I keep my dogs out of the bay because it's too hard to get them in the new in my new house. I don't have a, a little beach where I can get them uh, back up onto the dock very easily. So they uh, they're contained uh, when they're in the backyard. They cannot they cannot be that happy over that. I I guarantee you they hate it. They're like your children. They're in the pool. They're in the pool. You know, every time I let them out, so that you know, with this heat we've been having, that's the first thing they do is head for the pool. So yeah. they're 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 not having it too rough. All right, well, we got to take a hard break, man. Do you want to hang on or do you want to go? I, I got to go, but I just wanted to call in and say hi. It's been a little while since I spoke to you all. Awesome. Uh, you all have a good one, and I'm just going to hang up and listen. All right, love you. See you, Tommy. Tommy. Bye, buddy. Bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. It is a Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. I'm just going to go ahead and push the button and just hey. get Gino to start talking. I picture, mean, let's just get Bill this over George with. Hey, good concert. morning, guys. Oh, hi. How are you? Gino. You know, you forgot something, Braden. I didn't forget anything. When you, I, I, I've been all over, buddy. I've been in Kentucky, <laughs> heading to New York, heading to Chicago. Busy, busy, busy. I know, but uh, I knew that you were probably listening and you were going to come in and oh, give me some. Yeah, I listen every week, man. Yeah, but what, what, did, what did I miss about Sharks Tower? Well, when you got on top of Shark's Tower, there was a substance about two inches thick Guano. up there. <laughs> and you couldn't wait to get in the water. Uh, <clears throat> you got to remember, the Shark's Tower sits out there and is a giant perch for lots of sea life, uh, usually winged sea life. The problem with Shark's Tower is a little greasy. you get to go up at dry and you jump off. If you try to go up at wet, like after you jump and then you go back to go climb back up again to jump again, it turns into the slickest grease ever created on the entire planet. So you don't make it but about maybe five or six hey. rungs unless you literally hook your elbows. Did you wear rubber gloves when you climbed the tower? <clears throat> no. And by the time you got up there, you're the whitest white guy you could ever be in your entire life and you smell like really bad fish poo. And you don't really worry about the pilings. You just want to get <laughs> yeah, in the water. Just get me in the water. That's all you want to do. And that smell usually doesn't even come off with a couple Turpentine. of, couple of uh, hours of uh, swimming either. So, 
need a bar dial. No one, no wonder the sharks wouldn't mess with you. Yeah, yeah, because when you hit the water, this white goo just kind of like uh, you know went away. It was pretty. Hey, you guys are all in the weapons business. You know who the world's largest distributor of assault weapons is? Ah, uh, well, U.S. government it would be the U.S. government. Uh, yeah, Joe Biden. Oh uh, well, <laughs> well now he is. Yeah, for free. Didn't cost him anything. That was the other part. The, the bad thing is, who are we're like number three or top two? I think Russia and China were still the top, top ones. Or maybe it is the United States now. I don't know. I don't know. I have to look that up. So what are you going to do for Kentucky? Are you going to go this year or not? Are you going to sit at oh, home yeah, and just yeah. do well, nothing? My, my, actually, we're, you guys were talking about COVID before. My girlfriend, my fiance, is in Louisville. Man, she's been flat on her back since Sunday night with the COVID. She's a nurse. She's always all masked up and everything else. And uh, she she got the shot, and she's still sick as a dog. I have so. a Mectrin. I didn't hear you didn't hear that from me. Ah, uh, you know what, man? Everybody's gonna get it. She's not gonna die. She's just sick. Well, so. and, and I was talking to my wife last night about it, and that's what I said. I believe it's just a matter of time. Everybody will get. It at some point. It's just like the flu, just like a cold. Anything. I'm not saying that the symptoms are the same, but we, you're going to get it eventually. You're going to get a cold. Some people got a runny nose for two days. That's all they got out of it. Yeah, that's she's flat yeah. on her back, and I mean she's in good health. You know what I mean? But it's so weird how it affects everybody so it, differently. It's it, crazy. It, uh, you know, a shot of whiskey affects people differently. Some get stupid, want to fight. Some get lazy. Some get a laugh on. Yeah, you know what somebody I mean? can take different. Some people can take aspirin. Some people can't. I mean, yeah. it's all it all. It, it is it is absolutely amazing how differently it interacts with a lot of people. So all it did to well, build she George. Hundred hundred two point four fever last night. And she's had a fever since it, Sunday. Wow! And it's just like the shots. You know, some people react to the shots. It, some people it's don't. Bad. It's bad to watch a ninety-something-year-old man that's your grandfather who had COVID go through it in less than forty-eight hours with no problems. And get the shot and be completely unfunctionable for nearly two days. So I still got a rash from the shot. So anyway, and it was fine until my arm almost fell off. I, st- I still got a rash from Shark's Tower. What are you trying to say? <laughs> you got to go back and get the hair of the dog and scrub it on there. I yeah. Now you got to remember that's been Gino's motto since uh, high school: hair of the dog. Trust me. Yeah, but I don't think either of us going to get up that ladder anymore, buddy. Ah, man, I'd get up there. I'd give it a shot. I as don't as think so. Oh, hell, happy horse crap. That is so much fun. If you've never jumped off a shark's tower, man. <laughs> I will drive you out there. Uh, the boat's going to be fixed will, here in you, a couple weeks. We might have to do you, this Facebook yeah, Live. You name what day? for the 83rd Avenue Bridge. Uh, you know what? You can't even get off the 83rd Avenue Bridge anymore. They put That's that right. water pipe across there, and That's they got right. all this... Fencing up there, you'd think it was a nuclear facility. Trust me, I went down there with a the kids. A 15-year-old kid can figure out how to get past that. Yeah, but you got to go on the other side now, not on the good jumping side. It's Well, the, you it gotta, was the good jumping side depending on how the tide was going. You could wind yeah. down the river, middle of Riviera Bay if you didn't know what you were doing. Well, that is Swim true. Swim sideways, people fighting. Swim to the side. Swim to the rocks, man. Swim to the rocks. They're fighting the tide. Just I, went sideways. Yeah, go to the I rocks. may know. I may know some certain family relatives that might have jumped off the Courtney Campbell Causeway in the day. And Courtney, yeah, that's the, 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 what's the highest thing on Courtney Campbell? Thirty the, feet on the overpass part. Yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing, man. Oh yeah.
It's like saying, I took a leap off the Snell Isle Bridge. Oh, it was so exciting. Okay. Yeah, I had nowhere to get out of that one, though, so we, well, we well, need to have a boat. Oh, my gosh, dude. Can you imagine jumping off that? With all the oyster bars there, you'd have no feet left. That'd be awesome. There's fishing there, though, I've been told. I don't know. Dude, I haven't caught a snook there in two years. I went there last. Oh, never mind. All right, we're going to take a break for an entire week. And we'll (laughs) see you next Saturday. Gino, go have fun. We'll talk to you soon. All right, you guys have fun this weekend. Love you. Bye. Get out of here. See See you, Jonathan. Be safe. Thanks, Shriner.